Welcome, everyone, to this week's edition of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk. I am your host, Chris O'Mealy, joined by Dan Peck. I think that's bad. Sometimes there's shit on the outside of the toilet. <laughs> With another letter, Kenny quote. And Glenn Kukan. Hey, and you can follow us on CKCC Radio at Podbeam, on Facebook, on Twitter, and now we're also on iTunes and soon to be released on Spotify and iHeartRadio. And that actually should be right after uh, this episode. We should be, we will be eligible. We so you can be eligible. CKCC Radio on all those things. And we want to thank all of our network shows that are currently partnered with us. The debut of Real Paranormal Talk happened this past weekend. Jeff Trellowitz's new show that will be an exclusive to CKCC Radio. And for those of you who are fans of Jay Bunny's Music Hub, we're going to be uploading one classic episode a week on Wednesdays until we are completely caught up. So any new episodes he releases, you can still check those out on his other formats like his Facebook page. But once we get all of them up on us, we'll be getting all those new episodes and they'll drop when he drops. Uh, It'll probably take most of the year because he's got a decent backlog. But uh, one a week. He was doing it for a couple of years before. Yes. Then yeah. so, uh, Jeff did an introductory episode, a nice short little episode you guys can listen to, so you know what to prepare for. He's already got episode two mapped out. And uh, Jason's first interview was uh, Chris Babbitt of Taking Dawn and Devil's Run. You can listen to that. It was recorded in April of 2017, but it's still really good listen. So make sure you check that out. That's on CKCC Radio, and. You can check out our partner shows. These are the uh, the partner shows are the shows that are not on the channel, but are still allies of us, and we're going to always give them a promotion. CHMR's Ring Rust with Jason Cantwell, the Blake and Sal Show with Blake Riley and Sal Costa, Jeff Trellowitz's other show, the Cinefan Podcast, and Matt Hardman's Race Nerd Podcast. Before we get to this week's news, we'd like to answer last week's trivia question. The, uh, ref- I think this might become a thing, actually, because I kind of like it. Yep. Maybe the patrons will get the answer the week before. Oh, there you go. We'll do that. Give the answers <laughs> to the test. Last week's questions were, who were the three, the Gaijins, 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 I don't know. Oh, my God. No, not Gaishins, as in... Gaishin. Uh, anyway, there were three non-Japanese wrestlers in the third match of the first Wrestle Kingdom. Who were they? Yeah, when I saw... The, remember? I saw the names, I actually started laughing, because I'm just like, oh, I wonder if it's going to be like Brock, and then, and you're like, nope, and you, re- I heard them, and I'm like, okay, that's not even close. Uh, I'll say the oh. first, I'll say, I'll say the first one, Bull Buchanan. Okay. And I remember Tyson Tomko. And the third guy was D'Lo Brown. <laughs> Probably my favorite one in there. So, Look the who's who's of who just got released at the end of the year before. <laughs> mm. All right. So what's this week's trivia question, Dan? Well, this week's trivia question is, okay, so I've been on New Japan World looking at classic stuff. They have a menu where you can click on a championship and it gives you the entire title history, all the defenses, and if they have the video, a link to the video. Ooh. It's really great. So I've been going through stuff and I saw an interesting champion here and they were the 12th team to hold the junior tag titles. Who was the 12th team? Mm. To hold the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championships. That's a good question. I, I wouldn't know without looking it up. So, can it be? We'll have to wait till next week or the patron show. Are we talking about repeat teams or are we talking about the 12th, you know, actual single win team? Uh, we would, I am, would be counting repeat teams because it's, yeah. Yeah, because I know there's a, there's a few who definitely repeated in that in those early days. This would be like the 12th title change. Gotcha. Okay. Well, technically the 11th title change. Mm. Yep. <clears throat> I wouldn't know without looking it up. Uh, it was interesting. So this is a pro wrestling podcast, but when I do see breaking news 
that has nothing to do with wrestling but is still relevant to our main interests, I do want to point it out. I just saw online that Neil Peart of Rush has passed away at age 67. He lost his battle to brain cancer. That is indeed. Glenn will tell you all about that. I think he he left the group the end of last year, I think. Yeah. Yeah, my uh my former uncle was by that twenty eighteen. He, he saw him on his last tour and he was like, Well thank God I saw him on the last tour. Mm. Just one of my favorite bands, so it's uh it's a real shame, yeah. Alright, guys. It's Saturday night. I have no date. A two liter bottle of Shasta and my all rush mixtape. Let's ride. Name that show, listeners. Shasta. Jesus Christ. <laughs> name the name the show. Name the episode or name the character who Five, said it. Four. Three. <laughs> two. One. Fry on Futurama. Yep. <laughs> Anthology of interest. When uh what would life be like if it was more like a video game? Yeah, from the planet Nintendo sixty four. Instead of shooting at where I was, you should have shot at where I was going to be. Uh, yes. Uh, the thing I always remember about Neil Peart was he was in the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie as himself. And he could play the drum solo of life. And that's how he brought Meatwad back to life. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a, they always got the most... Archer where uh, Krieger is obsessed with yes. trying to learn YYZ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Aqua Teen got the most got the funniest metal cameos because they had Zach Wilde, they had Glenn Danzig, <laughs> they had uh, they always got really funny rock cameos. But uh, yeah, so R.I.P. to Neil Peart, and I just wanted to point that out and give some respect because I do enjoy the Rush. So that will be, be a very a- divisive band. I actually know a lot of people who freaking hate Rush. Guilty. There, that, there's one. But I gotta say, even if you're not a fan of uh, Getty Lee's voice, which I know has always been a big complaint, I think you—that's you, my, that's I, my turn on. I think you gotta respect Neil Peart's drumming abilities. He's one of the best. Oh, he. I I respect the music. I'm not a fan of the the lyricist. <laughs> Today's Tom Sawyer, he gets high on you. <laughs> In the space he invades, he gets by on you. Wa-na-na-na-na-na. So, let's, uh, let's talk about some, uh, some good news, though. In the, uh, the dub dub e we have an official signee to NXT, Mercedes Martinez. It's about damn time. Seriously. I think, uh... I, I'm surprised it took this long, but especially because she's been around for for how long? I mean, she's she was around for about five six years before even uh, Shimmer started. Yeah, that was like oh five. So I mean, she has one hundred percent been. Uh, been sought at and she's been all over the place but man I did I think it's uh I think that's a great signing and even if she's not going to have a long in-ring career because she is kind of up there as far as veteran status let's uh let's let's hope she gets in there and coaches the girls cuz she'll be she'll do a great freaking job for them agreed uh dusty class favorite matches is her and Sarah Delray at that first oh yeah that's, that's right i've i've actually watched that match on your draw. recommendation and it was it was great i'm gonna draw a fantastic match maybe we'll have to review that for a future one of my other favorite matches ever was on that show too and that was the mischief cheerleader melissa match where she bends her over backwards over the freaking guardrail yeah mischief was a freak just ask michael elgin about it <laughs> Yep. <laughs> uh, the Dusty Classic has kicked off. I know uh, Imperium went over the Forgotten Sons right away, and yep. Undisputed Era took out Gallus. 
but we saw who's going to be Kushida's mystery tag partner. It's a reunion of sorts. The Time Splitters are back together. Yes. <laughs> so very happy to see that. Oh, it's and so even awesome. More, even more interesting to see Alex Shelley in WWE. Well, I think they've been seeking him out for a behind-the-scenes role anyway. And if he was already there and they were already moving that direction, why not have him come out and compete in the Dusty Classic? He doesn't have to... The team doesn't have to win. It just has to showcase. But it could Uh, lead to bigger things. I would suspect that they probably will win. Well, they may not win the whole cup, but they'll definitely win their opening match. Were they is they the ones that taken on the weird team of Pete Dunn and I think so. Maybe I'd have Dunn to look at the actual. Uzi, what's it? I'd actually have to look at the uh, the bracket there because aren't the grizzled young vets in it? Yes. Hmm. Uh, where is that bracket? Oh. Yeah, if, you have to look that up. Let's oh. ask Google. Ask the Dusty Google. Classic twenty twenty. Uh, there has been a rumored WrestleMania 36 card leak, and, uh, like I always say, it's gotta be taken with a grain of salt. Uh, Image actually researched it and said the tweet doesn't exist, so that's why you could absolutely either say it got, it either got taken down, or if it, if it was legit, but it's not the first time I've seen a card in that format where a lot of stuff has changed, which is why I always say grain of salt. But also it, not even rumble yeah yeah uh they the rumor is Tyson Fury versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE championship match which people immediately were like no way that's not going to happen uh a triple threat for the universal championship match which i actually like this Bray Wyatt Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan oh, and it will be the it will be the grizzled young vets that the time splitter is face okay yep. so then who's uh who's the the bro team Bro done. Riddle and Dunn are chasing Mandrews and Flash Morgan. There you go. Okay. They got a lot of UK teams in there. What was the line that made... Oh, Bianca Belair. When she looked at Tony Storm and said, You don't even go here. (laughs) When they were all trying to get a shot at the women's title. That, I popped for that. Yep. It's half NXT, half UK. (laughs) Well, they're taking all the UK teams out. (laughs) <laughs> Got to at least put one of them over, right? Well, I bet you one of them did get put over, right? <laughs> it's going to be the the final is probably going to be an NXT versus UK team. Probably, probably Imperium and Undisputed Era. <laughs> probably. So, <clears throat> well, Imperium's also amazing. They're it's true. They're, they're a very well cohesive unit. So, back to this card here. I know a lot of people don't want to see Roman Reigns involved in this match but if he's not if he doesn't win i'm more than okay with him being in the match because it'll add to the dynamic and bray could actually lose the title without it being factored in and he could still keep him strong and brian and roman can each job now and not look weaker by the by default because they've both been protected and built for so long so i don't have a problem with this if I'm it comes true. Kind of indifferent to it. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a very exciting match. Uh, Becky versus Shayna is a rumored match, and that I'm all about. That one I'd be all for. There's two I'd matches that are all rumored for that. That, I'm, that I'm okay with. Yeah, I would be all for this because I think, uh, I think Shayna's having the best freaking run of her career, and... Now she doesn't have anywhere else to go except for up, and to challenge Becky would be the best thing she could do. She's already got cred over. I'd say go for it. Yep. Uh, and of course, the other stuff is all based on current feuds, which there's. Uh, these are the ones that are most likely going to change. Probably Bobby Lash. Yeah, Bobby Bobby Lash was my favorite one. <laughs> Lash and Lana versus Rusev and Liv in a mixed tag team match. Probable. They do Which seem is to know. Probably going to happen. Uh, the match won't be terrible. It'll just kind of. It won't be good though. Uh, 
Well, then so, it'll be bad when it's Liv versus Lana. <laughs> those sections will be bad. Those sections will be very bad because Lana is terrible. Um, this hardcore tag match between Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, and Big Show, who returned on Raw as a surprise tag partner for Joe and KO against AOP and Seth Rollins, actually could be very good. Or it could just be the same thing that we saw on Monday. Yeah, I fell asleep before it was over, so. <laughs> Once I heard, well, I'm like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry, I mean, Big looks, Show. He looks good. He looked, he looked like he was in good shape. I'm, I'm sure happy he... to see him, you know, up and around. No, I'm sure. I just, I, I always say, I'm sorry, Big Show fans. I, I don't care anymore. I just, I do, I do not. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Orton versus Styles actually has potential to be really good because they have a good chemistry together. I like those. I I like those two when they when when they face each other. They they put on a pretty good match, so I'm okay with this one too. Mm-hmm. I agree. Absolutely. Uh, so let's talk about what we've got set up for the Royal Rumble so far. We do know that we have. The Fiend defending against Bray Wyatt for the Universal Championship. And this, of course, will have implications moving into WrestleMania. The Fiend defending against Daniel Bryan. Okay. I think you said he was defending against Bray Wyatt. (laughs) I might have. Uh, Becky Lynch. (laughs) uh, Becky Lynch defending against Asuka. And if those two stay out of the women's rumble, that's pretty cool because that, again, guarantees that we're getting a new winner because the only two previous winners won't be in it. I think that's the correct way to go. Uh, We still only currently have Charlotte Flair in the women's rumble, but of course you can pretty much expect the whole roster to go in there. The uh, the big announcements are uh, Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, Eric Rowan... Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, and Drew McIntyre have all been announced. But the big one, Brock Lesnar is not only entering the Royal Rumble, <laughs> he's also entering in the most likely spot to be blown up at. Number one. Yep. If he does nothing the entire match. Yeah, I, well, I think there's going to be fuckery. I think he will get taken out. And then he'll come back later. I don't think he's going to get taken out to win, necessarily. I think he's just going to get taken out of the equation for a really long time. Isn't he a champion? Now, what he should... I I think it would be more intriguing to put the title on the line in the Rumble, since he's already in it. But I have a feeling... I'm not 100% sure. Whoever whoever eliminates him is champion. So... Yeah, I effort than whoever lasts the longest between those people. It's uh, th- there's a lot of there's a lot that could go down there. Um, we have some XFL news though. Oh, we- wait! Before we finish WWE news, everybody just keep in mind that there is an NXT UK show on Sunday. There you go. Blackpool two. Blackpool two. Blackpool 2, even poolier. <laughs> Sunday. Mm. On Sunday. 12 p.m., I believe, is the start time. I'll actually be able to watch that. So, the XFL schedule has been released, guys. You can it's actually... Release ch- the rules, too. Yeah, have the rules actually uh, any different from the last time? I mean... I haven't actually seen, so... I haven't watched anything. I, I just thought like my ESPN stuff was like there's a couple of videos about blah 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 talks about the XFL rules. I'm sure it's they're not doing the even dangerous kick up or whatever they did before. The coin flip. I think they're going to do that. It's going to be a nice short season though. It starts February 8th. Saturday, February 8th is the first game. Los Angeles versus Houston. And the championship will be decided on Sunday, April twenty sixth. That's a that's a fair amount of time. And there's only eight teams, right? So. Yeah, it's eight teams. Yeah. Eight teams, ten weeks. So I uh, I I will. I'm looking looking forward to it. And uh, I know our friend of the community, Danny Dang, 
from Seattle. He's already got he has season tickets to Seattle's games. The Dragons. I will watch the first game and I will make my judgment from there. Yeah, I don't have a favorite team. I know who I kind of want the uh, the local thing to be. Like I'm either going to go I feel like I'm going to be drawn to either New York or to Washington DC, but I don't know yet. I have to actually see who plays well and who uh who puts on a good enough show if the I'm not going to I I already root for the Jets. I'm I'm not doing that twice. <laughs> so, I'm going to find out who the three good players in the league are. <laughs> but yes, that's I'm a, a, John Avery and he hate me. For the only three good players. I'm a Raider. I'm a Raider fan. I'm a Mets fan. I'm a Devils fan. They all suck right now. So all over the place. Yeah. Uh, we had a loss in the wrestling world. Pampiro Firpo passed away. One of the uh, the old the oldest reigning Argentinian wrestlers. I'm pretty for pretty sure, right? Probably the second most famous Argentinian wrestler after Anthony Naraka. Yeah. He always struck me as as another version of the missing link with his look and everything because he had that very primitive look to him. He looked like if Missing Link and Bruiser Brody had a kid. He was called a Missing Link for a period of time, according to his Wikipedia page. It's on his list of names. <laughs> well. He's not he's no Dylan. Yeah. Um But uh it's funny because the the most I've ever heard of Pampiro Furpo has always been from Cornette Show, which I listen to, because he brings him up quite often. So, as somebody said, he's probably devastated, and as well he should be. Uh, Cody Rhodes has released a retro shirt design. This is really cool. It was an unused design that he never got a chance to publish. He put it up on Pro Wrestling Tees, and 100% of the funds for it are going to help the uh, the Australia wildfire, the, the fighters. Not help the fire. That would be terrible. That would be something that uh, Baron Corbin would do. Man, he turned heel big time. Yeah, that's one way to turn heel. A lot of wrestlers are getting in on it. Uh, they announced on like New Year's Dash that they're that they're auctioning off some stuff like Jericho. Some of the Jericho's ring gear is being auctioned off. Yeah. And some other stuff, and that money's going there too. And that's awesome. It's a problem because, like, 85% of that country is instantly flammable. Yeah. Pretty much anything that's not within a mile of the coast can be on fire. Yeah. Definitely. It's a real problem. And uh, there's no rain coming through to help try to moisten that air, so. Summer there, man. It's so bad that it's affecting New Zealand. It's, they can uh, feel the heat coming in and it's messing with stuff over there too. Yeah. Bad. <clears throat> um there's a I saw a really funny tweet earlier. It just said abolish Valentine's Day and replace it with winter Halloween. And Halloween was already during winter when I was growing up. Yeah, I've 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 seen trick or treating in the snow before. I have usually the first the major snowfall of the year was was Halloween night. Well, yep. you you were in that upstate New York though the uh, the real snow bands. Yeah, the uh, lake effect coming off of Lake Ontario. Ah, uh, lake effect snow. Yay! Fourteen feet overnight. You wake mm-hmm. up and you're like, you wake up and you look out your window and it's just white. You're like, what the hell is this? And there was still school that day. <laughs> go, to, go to open the door. You walk into just a pile of fluff. <laughs> Happened to a friend of mine a few years ago who was living in upstate. He was posting pictures just like, yeah, this is what I woke up to open the door. It was just like, it was literally floor to ceiling, all snow. Like, well, <laughs> good luck digging a tunnel out. Has anybody seen the albinos? <laughs> Are they okay? I, I always love that. Knew, uh, I actually knew a couple albinos growing up. Oh, my God. I, I always liked uh, that Simpsons joke. 
Notice that he goes, power lines, frozen. Albinos, practically invisible. <laughs> the National Weather Service has upgraded Springfield's blizzard from winter wonderland to a class three kill storm. <laughs> uh, such good stuff. I was a... Oh, so on my on my lunch break today, I was like, hey, what episode of The Simpsons should I watch? And my coworker goes, episode 305. So I was like, okay. So I <laughs> actually looked up what episode that was. It was episode 14 of season 14, where uh, Krusty has to run for Congress because they redirected the... Uh, <clears throat> they redirected the... Uh, Air, the uh, airflow from the airport over the residential neighborhood. So Krusty g- goes for Congress so he can help them out. And it's a it's a good political satire episode, but it's uh it, it's just really random that it's just like watch this one. And I'm like okay, because you can because there's been over 305 episodes. It's not we're not even halfway through at that point anymore. <laughs> mm. Oh, my God. So, good old Simpsons. Expect more Simpsons talk on CKCC Radio, by the way. I'm just telling you. Uh, We have one piece of New Japan news to get to. We'll be real quick here, because if you want more New Japan stuff, you're going to have to uh, pay for it this week. you got to pay. According to the Wrestling Observer, Shibata has been told in no uncertain terms he would never be cleared for in-ring action. Yeah. So all of the teasing with the, the Kenta feud for naught. Well, we'll have to see about that because stranger things have happened. So We've just recently had a, a couple people who were, you're done and they're back. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi? No. Hiromu, Hiromu never said that he was going to be that he was going to be done. He said he might be. He wasn't sure. Well, we shall see. I mean, doctors have told lots of other wrestlers that they were done. The doctors told Randy Orton he was done in his rookie year. Well, I mean, they also well, yeah, with his shoulders, right? Yeah, yeah. And they also told Daniel Bryan he'd never be cleared either. Yeah, and if that edge rumor comes true, there's another one. But then again, Japan might be, you know... Japan might care a little more. They might, they might. Although my understanding now is that WWE purposely keeps you out for your entire recovery run because they just don't want you returning early. They want you out the full distance now. So, Short of you being like a recovery freak like Cena or Ciampa. A whole different (laughs) ballgame. (laughs) Yeah. There's a difference between a fucked up knee or an elbow and a... Yeah. And your brain is getting squished. Indeed. Yes. So, uh... We're gonna give some quick patron shoutouts here. We want to thank everybody who is in the $10 or higher tier for their support to help keep this show running, as well as all CKCC Radio. So to Glenn Kukan, to Randy Moyer, to Jeff Trelowitz, to Jay Winger, and to Adrian Cotton, I say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. And one one of you can actually respond right now. (laughs) Uh, This week on our (laughs) VIP show, we're going to drop our first patron-exclusive show. Now, you get the shout-out at the $10 tier, and you get to, to help control the segments, but it only costs five to hear everything. So for five bucks a month, you get to hear the VIP show and every VIP show of the week. So you basically, I mean, you're getting anywhere from three to five exclusive shows for five bucks. Uh, this week on the VIP show, we're going to do an exclusive review of, or I should actually say an extensive review of New Japan Pro Wrestling's Two Nights of Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash. I will be reviewing Vince Russo's appearance on Conversation with the Big Guys, which is Ryback's podcast, we are also going to book a New Japan versus WWE Super Show and a dream match of how would Ricky Steamboat versus Kazuchika Okada go down. That is what you guys get to hear on the VIP show. Of course, before we get to that, we have a Q&A segment we're going to open up to do weekly questions. We have one question this week we're going to answer from community member Dan Dahl. 
Do you think the lifetime stats of the Royal Rumble are believable? Not enough number 30 winners, or HBK winning from number one shortly after Flair at number three? Well, I'll say this. There definitely aren't enough number 30 wins. I wholeheartedly have always believed that. Because the winner, like, more than half the time should be 25 and on. Yeah. Realistically speaking. But that's not exciting from a, you know, storytelling perspective. Correct. (laughs) Well, again, if you have the right person, like just recently Seth Rollins from number 10, uh, that one would make sense. You know, like that's that's one of those ones that actually makes sense. Yeah, because he's got the he's got the cleverness and the um, yeah, he's got the cleverness and the stamina to to go the distance like that. So, uh, but I I think the uh, the twenty seven thing I think that was mostly coincidental. That they just so happen to be like, you're going to win, you're going to come out at this number. Although I've seen a lot of wins at 28. The thing that drives me nuts is that Batista won both times from the same number, and I don't like that. Yeah, that's fair. I actually liked it more before number 30 was was the winning person. Because I always thought that that made it, that was a a, a better statistic to not actually have the, because... You can always say, oh, well, number 30 is the best spot to be in, but yet nobody had ever won from it. But we've only ever had two winners from number 30, right? Yeah, but they happened, like, within four years of each other. Oh, year. no, we've had, th- we've, had, we've had three, actually, because Triple H has done it twice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, two of them were back-to-back, 07 and 08, because I was at the 08 one. That was Cena. And the year before was Taker. Those were both number 30s. Um, is number one believable? That's a good question in itself. And again, I say depending on who. In the case well, when of Shawn Michaels did it, the Rumble was thirty minutes. Yes, so that's very believable. Uh, yeah. For for Benoit, extremely believable because he uh, was a machine, right? Uh, for McMahon at number two, believable because he sat out for the whole damn thing. <laughs> very true. <laughs> uh, so the answer is as long as it's booked properly, can always be believable but it always is going to depend on how you book it and that's part of the psychology of wrestling if uh let's let's do an example here um who's somebody that you could realistically see winning the royal rumble but who wouldn't be a stamina machine or necessarily a powerhouse let's say uh let's take moxley for example because i was thinking i'm only thinking of that recent stuff now because Moxley's not really a stamina guy. He can take a beating, but that doesn't necessarily give him the stamina to go the distance. And he's not exactly a powerhouse guy either. Whereas Seth, I could see for stamina, and Roman, I could see for power. While Mox has got the overall statistics, he would be a less believable guy in that position. Not... Not saying you couldn't book it so it worked, but he would be less believable than than those two. True. That's just one example. Uh, I'm sure people can come up with plenty more. So, yeah, I think I think overall, it's it's all about the booking. It's how you book it, and if you can make it so that your winner is comes from number seven, and you can make it realistic and believable, more power to you. But if it if it just looks goofy, then you know, and that's actually one thing I think was a good advantage of early rumbles, like that uh, that eighty nine one, the first thirty man. I mean, it had Hogan and Macho Man in it, and they got taken out. It it really seemed like anybody could win. It's not like they just saved the big stars for the end, and the jobbers came out and went out immediately. That's why my favorite rumble is the one that Flair won because. That was the the most important rumble, not just because it was the the biggest stakes of any rumble thus far, but it was also because everybody who came out did their role perfectly. Nobody, almost all of them are in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, almost all of them. Some might never be like the Berserker, but 
And that was the only rumble that the Sheik, Iron Sheik, was ever in, and he wasn't even the Iron Sheik. <laughs> so, yeah. That's why I've always, that's what, why, why number two, or, uh, yeah, why a number, uh, number two, 92 was always my favorite. Plus, the commentary is great. That's not fair to Flair! <laughs> it's the running, running theme of the, the whole thing. Also, Flair was perfect because he was dirty, underhanded, and a stamina machine. Yes. Again, made sense. Alrighty. I hope that answers your question, sir. Yeah, you can submit all your questions, guys. You can submit them in multiple ways. In fact, you can do it right in our group, Cub Kayfabe, home of true wrestling fans, on the Facebook which is where I will post a thread every week so you guys can put your questions there. If you would prefer the email, omeliapodcast at gmail.com is a great way to reach out to me. I have started to get into that habit of actually checking that email every single day now, which I'm sure is extremely helpful. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's uh, get all of your uh, questions in. You can do it by email, you can do it that way, or you can... Send it right through CKCC Radio's Facebook or Twitter at CKCC Radio. And make sure you're following both of them. If you have if you have a Twitter and you have Facebook, get on there and just give us the follow and give us that like because that helps us grow. You don't have to follow us directly on Podbean, although that would help, because you can always catch us on all the other platforms that we're going to be on. But, hey, it helps. All right, so for this week's Points or Consequences, this is Dan's first game of the year. He had a very interesting game idea. It was pretty much, uh, what can New Japan Pro Wrestling do to capitalize on the fact that the Olympics are going to be there? Because they're not running shows for it, and that's why G1 is until not until September. The old Summer this Olympics. Year. Is it actually in Tokyo? Yeah. Is to- yeah. Tokyo is the host city, okay. I wasn't sure if it was Tokyo or just another. It doesn't have to be. I mean, it's one of those things where it's Tokyo, but everywhere within a few. uh, Right, right. Be doing stuff. Like how WrestleMania is in New York City, but it's actually in New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) We're all bitter about that. Uh huh. Well, two NFLs claim New York as their home, yet play all their home games in Jersey. They sure do. Yep. Also, it equally annoys me. Yeah, I agree. All right. So, what can New Japan Pro Wrestling do to capitalize on the Olympics? Here we go. A singles match between Okada and Naito for the right to carry the Olympic torch. Like the last show before they stop for the Olympics. <laughs> put put Okada's torch relay on the line. How about torch versus title? Oh, God. Because Okada's the one that's carrying it, right? For the, for the pay. They gotta pay. <laughs> As that's points. First points have been given. Next. Fortune a pole match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Put Toru Yano in charge of any and all promotional projects. Yes. I also, I also approve of this. Just walks around with different Olympic merchandise. <laughs> That'd be great. While carrying a ring pad. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yes, in fact, give this an earmark. Oh, there we go. First earmark has been given out. Guarantee the Olympic gold medalists in both Greco-Roman and freestyle wrestling a title match against the champion of their choosing at Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, okay. That would be a hell of a shoot match. And the G1 winner gets the person on night two. Oh, God. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Dang, yeah, that's points. All right. W- would that be a shoot, or would that still be a work? Uh, I'm... <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say it's going to have to be your work. <laughs> Being given six months of uh, training is going to be any pro wrestler 
despite their background in a wrestling match. Yeah, for sure. The winner of the gold medal in freestyle wrestling will get to go one-on-one with a returning Jushin Thunder Liger. So instead of getting a title match, you get a one-time return Liger match. Comes out of retirement just to capitalize. That's a hell of a trophy, though. He wins like he faces the lightweight winner of the freestyle wrestling. <laughs> the luckiest young boy of all time. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's points. That'd be interesting. <clears throat> John Moxley throws the bronze medalist in wrestling into the Olympic torch and yells, "Let's light this son of a bitch up!" Jeez. <laughs> They're probably not even do that anywhere near the torch. The, the actual, the actual flame. He dragged them for miles. Dude, I wouldn't put it past him though. <coughs> That'd be nuts. Is Moxley working, or is he shooting right now? By the way, big ups to Moxley, who worked Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Yeah, geez. In Japan, and then still worked AEW on Wednesday. It's gonna be a hell of a time difference. Holy you basically geez. lose a day flying from Japan back to stateside. Yeah, that's like a thing I heard like uh, like 12, 15 years ago from Samoa Joe. He's like, yeah, I just lost a complete day coming back home. I think that the thing, though, is that these guys are probably in that mindset now or in that ability where they can just sit down in an airplane and pass right out. Because they do it mm-hmm. so much that they're adjusted to it. Like, I, I knew somebody, because he was in the military, he was he could sleep anywhere. And he said, he said I can literally just climb on top of, a, of, a, of these filing cabinets right here and get a good night's sleep, because it just doesn't bother me anymore. Right. You're just forced to adjust. I'm jealous of those people, honestly. Either learn to sleep anywhere despite anything, or you die. Exactly. I can sleep anywhere except for on a plane. Well, I have a problem sleeping sitting up. So that's... I used to only sleep sitting up, and it was a problem. I can still sleep on the... Because we're swollen as fuck. I can still sleep on the floor in, like, a sleeping bag. But I have to be laying down now, so... I spent 17 years sleeping on a floor. I've slept on pool tables. I've slept just about anywhere that you could possibly sleep. But I can't sleep sleep on a plane. It's the weirdest thing. It's also... It's also the motion, I think, and the control. You're not in control. Yeah. And I know I know you've told me that's why you're not a big f- fan of flying. Yep. You like to be in control, which... I like, I like to know that if shit's going to go down, I can take care of it. Understandable. <clears throat> so I need a vote on this, uh, this entry. What was the entry again? <laughs> Moxley's going to throw the bronze medalist into the torch and yell, let's light this son of a bitch up. And not Big Japan. That's the one I was good for. Got it. Points. There you go. Tanahashi will put on an air guitar concert for all gold medalists. Legit. Sign, sign me up. <laughs> Points there. Uh, Gorillas of Destiny demonstrate power moves in men's volleyball, including their own, the Samoan. Miss what the uh, um, event was? Men's volleyball. Oh, okay. Sure, points. Door Beach. <laughs> uh, Chess Unzu counts down the time before lighting the torch. <laughs> I would have given like three years. <laughs> I would have given this bonus points if they actually spelled it out the way I pronounced it. If they just wrote Chase Owens, I would have personally given them points. <laughs> So far, so good. Uh, they could hire Vince Russo and book a Judy Pag well on a pole vault match. 
Trinity Bagwell on a pole wall? Yeah. So, so you're you're literally just jousting her. You're just throwing Judy Bagwell. She's like holds the bar. She's 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 not. She doesn't. She's just the bar. That's about to say that she is you're, the bar. You launch her like a catapult. Good God. I was a former pole vaulter. You gotta jump over Judy Bagwell. Uh, bro, not it's a... getting points. Fucking swerve, you do get points. Oh, <laughs> swerve, bro. Bro. This is the greatest idea, bro. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's... Chris got broed out this week. <laughs> Thank you for taking that bullet instead of me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> uh, a way to say no. <laughs> Chris was like, all right, I'm listening to it now. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I did the thing. I did the thing. All right. Win a seat in the VIP lounge to watch the events with Le Champion and a little bit of the bubbly. This is borderline. Not a new. This is like if it wasn't for the one or two matches a year, this would get no points. But <laughs> Jericho wrestles one or two matches a year for for New Japan, and he has been acknowledged as the AEW champion, so you get points. Takahashi's cat Daryl shall be the mascot for all events during breaks, dressing as whatever event it may be, like goggles for swimming, for example. They need to do this. Yes. Uh, like, this is Have something Carol that has to, it has to happen. Dance around to. wearing stuff. It's synchronized swimming. It's Carol and Daryl dancing around in water with, with swim, swim caps on. This needs to be a thing. 100%. That is an earmark. Another earmark has been given out. We are up to two. All right. Third next entry. Have matches at the Olympics. <laughs> Jesus well, I would uh, I would like you to make a point to tell me who this is later. <laughs> I, have a, I have an idea. Take <laughs> 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 it points. Just set up a ring outside the buildings or whatever. That was picture perfect. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, Naito leads an LIJ roll call with all Japanese gold medalists. That's one way to expand the stable. <laughs> we got evil, Bushi. <laughs> Shingo, Sonata, this guy, <laughs> that guy, Kevin, Kevin, a Japanese guy named Kevin. <laughs> well, I mean, he could be naturalized, right? Yeah, yeah. You can have a very Japanese name and still be a naturalized American citizen. I mean, we naturalized Japanese citizen. I mean, Funaki had his kid while he was stateside so that kid's an American and I bet you the kid's got a Japanese name so well my name is Steve I just mentioned Funaki on this podcast like when's the Joichi last time Steve. <laughs> when's the last time we mentioned Funaki Kung Funaki I don't know probably one of the times where we, it, something happened during a Oh yeah, when our truth tried to use him as a human shield during one of the pay-per-views. I think that's the last. Yeah, I think that like, is like yeah. Whenever something happens during the introductions of all the teams, so all the commentary teams. I, I'm I'm going to say this now, and I'm going to make this the title of the episode as well. Funaki needs to call the Olympics. We need Funaki at the Olympics. Olympic number one announcer. Yes, Funaki <laughs> Olympic number one announcer. A fantastic mania started today. <laughs> and and I can watch it, so why not watch it? 
points, so, by the way, in case. Points <laughs> is so. Back. Give it yes. points. Give it back. Giving it points. And now we are at the ch- official Chess Unzi countdown. So, like, for half a second, I was like, no, wait, you mentioned Chase. I mentioned it wasn't chase. the chase. It was not the chase. No. Now we're there. Tai Chi offers to sing the Olympic anthem, even though we can't understand his mutterings. LOL. Points. <laughs> Does he, he really... do like the pregame show for the for for the Tokyo Dome? It was like people asking him what he thought. Does in he like break... some classroom or whatever? It was weird. Does he bring his other half? Which makes sense. It was all in Japanese. <laughs> if he brings so his I, other half, sold. I'd also like to know what when Tanahashi did the ripoff Fozzy video. I would like to know what he was actually saying in the song. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm sure it was probably hilarious. Kota Ibushi attacks a gold medal recipient at the medal award ceremony and starts wearing it to the ring to try and tempt its owner to challenge him for it. He enters fugue state, which is like one of my favorite new Kota Ibushi things. <laughs> Stay now, he's just evil. Yeah. Nobody can control him. More evil than evil. He's <laughs> just evil like oh, what? Shit, he's evil. More evil than evil. More evil than evil. Points. Shit, maybe that should be the title of the episode. <laughs> More evil than evil. Just evil just capitalized. Second evil, all caps. I think I'm going to have to retroactively change the title of this episode. <laughs> More evil than evil. And then, there you go. It's all caps now. Yeah. I had to do it that way. I just had to. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Next entry. They shouldn't do anything. The Olympics are supposed to showcase professionals, not the minor leagues. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. I openly laugh reacted to this entry, by the way. There was a legit lull. The Olympics are supposed to be for amateurs. (laughs) Oh, well. But yes, you get points. That was a good one. Penultimate entry. The Olympic Ring Battle Royal. Five rings, five battle royals happening at once. Each winner gets a ring that they can use to challenge for any title at any time. (laughs) Damn. Beware a second ring, which will make you get fired. (laughs) What's it? Oh, what's in the box? I oh what was what they call it? What's that one? The feast or fired, right? Is that what it's feast called? Feast or fired? It's yeah, like, yeah. There's like four things up there. One's for a world title. One's for X title. One's for a tag title. And the fourth one is you're fired. Is your is your pink slip? Yeah. I think Christopher Daniels was fired like twice as twice as different people. Yep, Curry Man and Christopher Daniels. Jeez, oh, but not as uh. I think suicide got fired one time too. I yeah, because I know he yeah. played. He did play suicide a few times. So, but it wasn't. He wasn't fired as suicide. Okay, so that's he, he was not suicided as suicide. Nope. Your final entry: Jushin Liger is going to push his retirement back to battle Godzilla throughout the city. <laughs> you get points. Is he, is he just going to Ultraman that shit? Just basically, Jushin Liger, Jushin Liger, Thunder Liger. By the way, yeah, like going through the New Japan World site, like even in English, it still translates certain things, and it's like Beast God Thunder Liger. That's so awesome. That's so (laughs) awesome. I love their English page so much. East Guard Thunder Liger. You know, I wonder what our language looks like when it's broken in another language on one of those translate pages. I bet our, I bet English is a mess. Especially oh, with, like... like a, our prepositions in our, in our word order is all fucked. Well, when you, have a, when you have, like, a real language, like <laughs> Spanish, French, German, that actually organizes their shit, <laughs> and then you get to us, and you realize just how... 
how terrible we are at certain things. We're like man green, and we're like green man. Exactly. All right, like, sir. No, the most you say the most important thing first. It was like we did. They're green. You're green. <laughs> exactly. Freaking green rooks. All right, you got two earmarks, sir. Toro Yanu is in charge of any and all promotional projects, and uh, Takashi's cat Daryl should be the mascot for all events. Okay, I have a feeling I know who one of them are. Well, I ain't telling you till you till you do it. There's one I would like to see more because I would see it almost every minute of every day, and that would be. Daryl dressed up as the different events. Your winner of this week's game, Taylor the Chadwick. Oh, Glenn, I thought it was going to be you. No. And uh, Siobhan was I'm ashamed that I didn't. I'm ashamed that I didn't think of that. All right, so I sent it in the Discord chat so you can see who everybody is, but it made me send it as a file because it had more than 2,000 characters. So you can go ahead and click on that, and you can see what everybody got. Uh Oh, you put a dash, so so to me it looks like everyone lost 100 points. (laughs) Yeah, I always do the dash. I always do the dash. I always put the number before the name. Uh, it doesn't really matter how you do it, honestly. If you if you do it and send it to me, I don't care how you do it, as long as it makes sense. But uh, but everybody got points this week. And uh, yes, you were correct. That was Joey Image that said had matches at the Olympics. So. <laughs> the, uh, I, the Antonio entry came from Jason Shin. Who, <laughs> who there's a story here. Because originally he goes, well, I guess I can't play this week because I don't know anything about New Japan. And I was just like, dude, don't freaking cop out like that. You have to at least try. My entry was the Jericho one. That had nothing to do with New Japan, and I knew it. But I did it anyway. I actually expected... You came the closest to not getting points. I actually expected to not get points because I couldn't think of anything better because everybody was coming up with too much good shit. But... You can come up with anything. It doesn't even have to do with New Japan, really. You'd be like, oh, they decide to hold a 50-50 raffle. I mean, that would have gotten points, but... <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. an example. <laughs> you know, they could have they done anything. Could have done anything. One guy freaking to hold a sign, at the, you know, or anything. It should make the young lions wash the backs of the <laughs> of all the gold medalists. <laughs> Dude, I hate when they I think clean, they had to clean everyone's gear after. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah. uh... So, yes, you can hear our free show uh, will drop Friday evening on January the 10th. You can hear our – if you're a patron, our VIP show will drop on Saturday the 11th. So you have your whole weekend to enjoy lots of wrestle talk. And if you guys would like to hear more show content, you, of course, have Real Paranormal with Jeff Trelowitz. We'll be dropping a new episode this weekend. At least I, I believe he's doing one this weekend. I know he did say it was probably going to be two a month, but I think he wants to get his because the first one was just an intro. I think he, he wants to do a real, show, right? yeah, he wants so, to do yeah. a real episode now. And uh, and I can already tell you he's going to be doing it on Saint Augustine and the haunts around there. He uh, he has three different locations to talk about. One of course being the lighthouse, one of the famous haunted locations. And I do know he is planning on presenting his own evidence on a future episode for you guys to listen to. So you can make your own judgment call if he actually captured an entity or not. And uh, you'll hear this upcoming Wednesday, the next episode of J Bunny's Music Hub dropping episode two. Again, back from 2017, we're going to get his whole archive up on CKCC Radio so y'all can enjoy it. And uh, we hope you guys enjoy the show. Remember, it's only five bucks a month to enjoy our patron content. You will get the entire thing for only those five bucks. The entire thing. That's, uh, you, 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 if you do the $10 tier, you get the shout outs and you get the content control. But to just listen and to just be part of, five bucks. Five. 
give up one cup of coffee a month and enjoy a bunch of podcast shows while you're drinking that other cup of coffee. So enjoy, everybody. And we will see you guys next week for more Wrestle Talk.